Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a show about people who have done just that. They never gave up no matter what. A lot of my guests have survived incredible circumstances and as a result they have a passion to help others who may be going through something similar. Some of them have overcome extreme poverty and are now successful and even multimillionaires. Some have overcome various forms of abuse. Some have overcome serious depression and mental disease or physical disease and are now living free from pain and fear. Some of my guests have even lived through wars and have incredible stories to share. Every single one of them is special. They are all fighters, they are all winners, and they all want to share their stories so that possibly they can give you some tips or insights and how all of us can overcome no matter what kind of trauma comes into our lives. The whole purpose is not only to survive, but to thrive. Never Ever Give Up Hope is now heard in over 140 countries, and that shows me that there are people all over this planet who need messages of hope, no matter what area they are in. I also want to thank all my listeners, because without the listeners, we would not have a show. Your feedback and your input is important to us. And also, if you have a story you want to share, email me, let me know, and we'll maybe get you on the show. Thank you. With me today is Kenneth Amaduri. He has had a passion for truth from an early age. And in this climate that we live in, I think this is an important subject. In his bio, he says that finding trends and anticipating growth sectors has been his primary focus since he was in high school, a young man who knew what he wanted. After noticing the cracks in the underlying financial system, he became a proactive investor purchasing investments that would hedge his portfolio against inflation. This led him into investing in real estate, precious metals, stocks, and cryptocurrency establishing a personal multi-million dollar portfolio prior, hang on to your seatbelts, to turning 30 years old. So I am really excited to hear what Kenneth has to share and I believe we each of us no matter where we are in our financial world is we need to listen carefully to what Kenneth has to share today. Welcome Kenneth. Thank you Carol for having me on and uh, I I really love 
the nature of your podcast, I can imagine that the people listening to this, this it's a group of people who are interested in motivation, interested in bettering themselves. So I, I love this type of environment. I love this sort of atmosphere. So thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I look forward to what you're going to share with us. Now, you said something interesting when I was reading over my notes this morning. And you said many people have a fear of being poor, which is what you had. And I think that even sometimes we don't uh, want to admit that. But it's an underlying fear that many of us have. So was there anything in your childhood that drove you to build a business and invest wisely, like to overcome this fear, even as mm. a young man? Yeah, well, I will say there's a there's a number of things, you know, maybe we won't get to all of them today. But I would tell you that uh, a couple things happened in my childhood. Number one, my, my father lost his job a, a couple times throughout our, our childhood. And I remember the the fear that my my parents had and this the struggle and, and the severity of what we were going through when our income shut down. And I remember how serious it was to them and how hard it was to, to replace that income. And we were very dependent on a job, an employer to, to hire us to right. be able to pay the current bills. And so I, I think having that from an early age and, and being frugal and, you know, not necessarily having this lavish lifestyle, but, you know, having some sort of income that, that I wanted to protect and, and just build something to get me to a point where, you know, I would not fear poverty. Um, that was very important for me and that really from a very early, I don't know how, why it was ingrained exactly in me. I mean, I cared about the stuff when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Really? Most kids didn't. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this from a very early age and because of that, you know, I, it led me to getting my real estate license at a very early age, like 18 years old and, you know, trying to, to sell loans, you know, anything that would... Uh, create some sort of income for me, it, it caused me to do that. And eventually, things started to pick up. And you know what, that's really when things got exciting is that once I got into a flow, once I got beyond the fear, um, I, I did get beyond and then momentum created momentum. And, you know, I, I'm not and what's the good part about that is that I'm not living in this lifestyle of scarcity. I'm living in a flow where I feel like I can spend money, I can save part of my money, and I'm not living in this lifestyle of extreme scarcity where I, I have to hold on to everything I have and I have to, to live in, in a, a, a panic mode or a fear mode or you know this, this extreme conservative mode. Uh, and I, I, that's great values, those are great principles to have. And, uh, I don't want to trash talk that because I believe in savings. I believe in all these things, and I do that now. But I, I'm beyond extreme scarcity, so it, now I'm in a flow. And, and I can tell you that transition is a very powerful thing. When when you know that you can generate more income in the future, that's a powerful thing because a lot of people they might come across some wealth, but if they don't believe that they can generate income tomorrow that is going to be a problem for them, right? You know, that if they don't believe in themselves that they're 
they can replace what they're spending today, that's that's a problem to have in your life. And that's something that if people want to get beyond this, this scarcity mindset, uh, you, you have to continue to invest in yourself and, and build yourself up. And that's something that uh, I highly encourage. Let's just step off subject here for, for a second, because as you were talking, I was thinking, what about those who get windfalls? You know, whether it's an inheritance or a um, winning the lottery or whatever, you know, something like that. Do you feel that very often because they have a different type of mindset that they are not wise in what they do with their money? I definitely think that could be the case. In certain situations, and, you know, we can talk about both sides of the coin on Sometimes people get windfalls because they're relentless entrepreneurs looking for opportunities. And, you know, one thing that I always tell people is action always trumps IQ. And you'll find people that are constantly working towards something. And you'll look at them and go, wow, you know, why do they have all these opportunities? How come they're always running into these these great scenarios, these great opportunities? And they're getting what would seem like windfalls to other people, and they're they're thriving in that because they're fundamentally creating more chances to run into, you know, favorable opportunities. But in in the extreme example that somebody just runs into money, you know, maybe they're already bad with their money. They spend everything right. they make. They 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 have bad habits. You know, them winning the lottery is not necessarily going to be sustainable because they're not going to do and make good choices with their money. And that, of course, is a problem. But, you know, if they do, you know, if someone runs into $5 million or $10 million and says, hey, I'm going to defer some gratification, I'm going to buy some rental properties, I'm going to purchase some income and live a, a more subtle lifestyle, you know, that is something that could be sustainable. But the problem is habits. And a lot of people that get these these major windfalls don't have habits established, and that's something that needs to be taken care of at a at an early stage. And you know, I'm a believer that people can improve their situations; they can change. Just because somebody is one way now doesn't mean that they need to be like that or own that sort of lifestyle the rest of their life. Well, that's a good point to make. So there's hope. Even for those who are avid spenders or whatever, there mm, is hope absolute. to change There's that. Hope. Now, what happened to you during the 2008 financial crisis? Did that affect you at all? And if so, how did you deal with that? Well, I would tell you that between 2001 and 2006, you know, I, I was in my teenage years. I graduated high school in 2006. And even in those years, I was very interested in finance. I would go around with older mentors, watching them purchase real estate, especially during that boom, that 2001 to 2006, 2007 boom. I was very interested in just watching people purchase homes, flip homes, rent them out. And I was ready to go. And graduating high school, like I said, I got into the real estate business. I I wanted to hit the ground running. But Unfortunately, the economy went into a screeching halt and I I didn't get to, I wasn't as easy for me in in where I was to be able to do those things. And it actually, it was during that time that it caused me to, to look at what was going on in the economy, look at the problems, look at the underlying debt 
that uh, really is exploding and just a lot of the manipulation that was happening. It got me to look into sound money and precious metals and and uh, look at good, you know, sound real estate investments. Uh, but I, I ran into that whole financial crisis and it really caused me to, to look in that and, and figure out what I wanted to do. And not only that, my father lost his job during that time as well. He lost it in 2005 and, and you know, was out of work, you know, during, during the mess for, for quite a while. And it was, again, in that time where I really had to dig down and, and figure out what I was going to do with my life, how I was going to get through it. And I started working, you know, a $10 an hour job. And, you know, I, I went to school because I wanted to do something. Again, action always trumps IQ. And, you know, I went to school. I was learning. And, and it was during that time that I finally purchased my, my first house, uh, you know, when the real estate market had bottomed out. And I partnered with my, my cousin. And we, we started investing together and we started to share information with people about what was going on in the economy. After, you know, investing, after following the trends, we wanted to share what was going on with other people. And we started, you know, Future Money Trends, CrushTheStreet.com and a number of other newsletters. And uh, we've been able to stay in front of trends and help people invest and what we're dealing with now and you know as it pertains to what we expect to happen in the future and so you know the 2008 financial crisis really was a wake up for you know what is going on and that you know central planning is a, it could be a problem and you know markets can be going into bubbles and you know how do you invest in these things these are important questions to ask and uh, especially when you see, you know, homes going 50 to 70 percent off or, you know, stocks getting slammed. These are important questions to ask. And, you know, conventional wisdom wasn't talking about this. You know, the conventional college education wasn't talking about this. And it really was, you know, alternative media, you know, discussing this, you know, people on YouTube, you know, nobodies, if you will talking about these things and that's something that I've greatly come to appreciate and that is uh, the internet you know this this platform of decentralized information you know it's the wild west in many ways because you can get all sorts of data all sorts of information but um, it's also not just coming from one central place not the mainstream media which uh, I believe is controlled to a certain degree and, you know, we, we have this opportunity real, to really level the playing field and I'm very grateful for that. One of the things that I read that you said was that the current college education system you referred to as artificial intelligence. Explain that. I believe what I meant is artificial intelligence is the future and the current college education system is archaic. It's old. They're teaching old things. And with the way technology is moving forward, we're moving faster than Moore's law, if you will. Um, you know, technology is changing. And, you know, we have a college education system that's based on pensions, that's based on, you know, what what is owed to teachers. And, you know, ultimately, the problem is that it's ran by government and it's not ran by the free market. And the free market is signaling, you know, 
free education. Education right now is getting cheaper and cheaper. Look at what we're doing right now. People can listen to what we're doing and share information more free than ever, but yet college education is more expensive than ever. So the free market is going to be at odds to a massive degree with the current educational system. And I see that as a problem. I see that as a bubble. You know, we are now seeing $1.5 trillion of student debt outstanding. This is much more beyond credit cards and auto loans. And this is a problem. This is a, a major issue considering kids are graduating and they're not getting the jobs that they wanted, or at least these jobs aren't equal to the purchasing power that they once were in, let's say, the 70s or, or 1960s. People used to be able to work a part-time job, you know, rent an apartment, go to school and not graduate with that much debt and actually get a job that, you know, provided a substantial living. T today, you have a mortgage now for years and years to come and you got to live with your parents for 10 years. I mean, there's statistics now showing that millennials are living with their parents till close to 30 years old, their whole life is on hold, they're having kids later in life. And that's because fundamentally, the standard of living in the US is going down. And we're seeing that really distorted with the college education system. And I believe technology is going to continue to be at odds with you know, what we have with the college system. Because the fact is, is much of what people and kids are learning now can be learned in a better format on the internet. You can listen and learn from the best educators in the world on let's say a YouTube video or, or in one place rather than going to some, some school with a teacher that barely speaks English reading out of a book that you're paying tens of thousands of dollars for. I mean, that was my experience in college. And you know, you have an opportunity to learn in much more efficient in tremendous and uh, amazing ways. And I don't see how that is going to be able to compete uh, against technology moving forward. And so I, I believe things are gonna be changing. I think millennials are gonna have a much different view on college than you know prior generations have. And I think that a artificial intelligence is the way of the future. And that's something that we could talk about a little more if, if you're interested in. That is very interesting. Anything <laughs> else you want to share about that before I have a couple more questions? Well, I, I'm not sure, you know, how into technology your audience might be. But I think as it pertains to things going forward, it's going to have a lot of implications. Me in particular, you know, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I got to attempt to wrap my mind around what's going to be relevant in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. And I, that just feels like the weight of the world on me at this time, because we don't know what we don't know. And right now, technology is changing greatly. And artificial intelligence is going to be entering jobs that you know, are not just menial jobs, not just repetitive, menial, laborious jobs, but jobs that actually uh, are high level, high skill, you know, six figure salaries. And machine learning is going to equal machine earning. 
And I would tell you that it's important to stay nimble as time goes on. We don't need to get too detailed into artificial intelligence, but just understand that it's getting smarter. You know, efficiency in our economy is going to continue to move forward. And that means more machines doing the work that people once did. You know, you can look at the driver, for example, driver of tractors, driver of cars, bus drivers, truck drivers, cab drivers, Uber drivers. This is the number one job in the U.S. today. And what I will tell you is that we already know that driverless cars are on the horizon. And this is going to be a massive disruptor for just this one one, one job. And we know this is coming. So um, it's important to stay in front of it and, in a sense, be allied with what is going to happen and not just be replaced and, and, and just so hurt by the change that is coming. So, you know, if people want to learn more about that, I would actually highly encourage them to go to crushthestreet.com forward slash AI. We have a report there. And we even produced a documentary on artificial intelligence on, again, anticipating what is coming. We don't know what we don't know. But it's important to have these conversations to open our minds to the possibility of massive change on the way. I want to talk about your website a bit, but first of all, I've got a couple other questions. And one is, backing up to when you were talking about real estate, is it as safe as it used to be? And what do you see the trend? Well, you know, obviously in 2010, 2011, you could have bought things much cheaper. Um, Real estate is one of those things, though that I believe and I and then I still buy I, my, I made my last purchase earlier this year on an apartment complex in Florida and I believe that if you look at the numbers and the numbers make sense there's limited downside in real estate and that's that's one thing that I appreciate because you can't just be all in one sector you can't be all in cash you can't be all in stocks so you can't be all in precious metals can't be all in cryptocurrency or, or what, what have you, all in bonds. And, you know, being able to be diversified is a very important thing in ensuring that you're not going to, to lose your money, to lose all your money. And that's why I believe in real estate, even though we've seen prices come up to a substantial degree. And the good thing about real estate is it's not just a one-size-fits-all type of investment. There are certain areas that are booming to a certain degree. You know, they're they're building Walmarts and Targets and Kohl's and Best Buys in new areas. And those things alone in, in the local real estate market, boom, you know, and, and cause prices to go up to substantial degrees. You know, when you anticipate local growth, and if you can do that successfully, you can buy low, and experience the growth that those areas have. And even if we see a pullback, like we did in the 2008 financial crisis, if you're purchasing in areas, again, that are growing, I believe that they're gonna see less of a pullback than those that are already saturated and that have gone up a a lot and um, are much more in front of their skis than they should be. What you're saying is be smart and do your research. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and if you can look for just basic numbers, you know, if you look at the rent, you know, subtracted by an estimate of expenses 
And if you can purchase, you know, let's say uh, an apartment complex or a house that, you know, if you multiplied your income or divided your income by the purchase price and, you know, let's say it's a seven or below or a 10 or below, uh, you know that your income is going to purchase that house in seven to 10 years. You know, there's a limited downside again for, for what you're buying. Um, and then for those who actually believe, and you know, I think this is very plausible, that we're going to see a currency crisis, you know, despite prices going up as much as they have, land and real estate is finite. And if we do see a massive devaluation of the currency, I believe real estate is going to be a hedge against that inflation. And I believe, you know, again, it's going to be a, an important part of my portfolio going forward, including precious metals and and even stocks for that matter. Stocks will be a hedge against inflation as high as they are and as overvalued as they are. If we see a massive currency crisis, I believe as in relation to the dollar, stocks will go up. So. Um, I, I'm always looking to hedge myself against U.S. dollar or other fiat currencies, and that's one of the reasons why I like real estate. And if you can be strategic about it and buy in areas that are experiencing growth, such as you know Texas, for instance. I mean, Texas is absolutely booming right now. Or if you go to areas of Florida, um, those are two areas that I'm especially familiar with, and I, and I've been buying. Uh, to be a part of the growth that is going forward. And again, I believe those areas are going to experience limited downside risk compared to other parts of the country, which are uh, very much in front of themselves in many ways. Now, you did mention precious metals a couple times. I'm assuming you mean gold, silver, and platinum. What about gemstones? I, that's not something I focus on. Um, and I, I assume that it's more into the art category, and uh, I'm sure they're limited, but I, it's not something that I've done a whole lot of research okay. on. Okay. But I know that art and fine art and even some of the gemstones, uh, those are things that absolutely are uh, limited, and there's a market for them. I like precious metals. I like, you know, a silver eagle. I, I like a gold ounce, you know, an American eagle that has a, a very, very... Uh, identifiable value you know it, it just goes by the spot price and for me that that is my safety thank you for that clarification what do you perceive is going to happen with our changing economy well I, I believe it's important to stay nimble and because the possibility of being wrong in life is a high degree you have to stay diversified you can't just go all in and short the market all at once or go all in bullish in stocks all at once or you know make some sort of extreme bet in life i mean look what happened to everyone who thought that you know hillary clinton was going to win the u.s election i mean well that was such a certainty that you know the whole that everyone thought was going to happen and you know what? It was a major shock when Donald Trump won. The markets were going chaotic. Precious metals were were up. Gold was up a hundred dollars. You know, the Dow Jones. You know, during right. uh, the futures markets were down like a thousand points. So, in life, you know, certainty is not certain, right? So, I believe it's important to stay nimble. 
in general, I think stocks are overvalued. Uh, we're nine years into this bull market. We had a debt scenario that is absolutely out of control. Interest rates are rising. There's a lot of things going against the economy, which I believe are going to signal a recession going forward here. So I think it's important to get down to the basics, build your financial moat, have a savings and be prepared for times to get lean. And, you know, it maybe you're you are prepared and you're thriving, you know, make sure you fortify your moat, do what you can to provide value for people, learn to give more than you take, because if you can learn to to master this, I mean, this is the greatest sort of job security and the greatest sort of uh, asset that you can be for the economy around you to give you that competitive edge so that you don't fall behind and you don't become prey to an economy uh, that is on the downtrend because momentum creates momentum, you know, in the uptrend or the downtrend. And, you know, just as good as the uptrend is on the, uh, the upside, the downtrend can be that, that extreme and, and that dangerous. Uh, so it's important to be ahead of that. And I would leave your, your readers with that or your listeners. So to sum it up, give us, in a nutshell, maybe some steps to a new investor and also possibly to one who is already an investor and also what your website offers. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I, I would actually encourage everyone to go to crushthestreet.com forward slash gold book. Um, this kind of talks a lot about, you know, the 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 rationale for why we like gold, why we like precious metals. And it kind of really is the door for understanding sound money and, you know, what is going on with the economy. If you sign up there, you'll be signed up for our regular newsletter and you'll be updated uh, on a weekly basis, one to two times a week. And we'll talk about the most current and the most relevant trends that is going on in the economy. We follow what is going on very closely and we share that information at crushthestreet.com and, and on the, the newsletter, the, the weekly newsletter. And if you go to the website, you can see uh, all the contributions that people are making on a regular basis there. But I, I would tell people if, it, if you're looking for a simple first step, you know, really start to do the little things at your most highest level of capacity really save and and do that with a passion and be good at it learn to 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 thrive in whatever job you're doing and you know as you start to you know really prove yourself with the little things you know momentum creates momentum in your life and you will advance i can tell you that you know 5 years ago i was just as busy and in many ways much more stressed out you know, operating at a much lower efficiency. I was not accomplishing nearly as much as I do now. Now I'm doing 10x what I did five years ago, but that's because I learned to master what I do. I learned to be efficient. I learned to get things done. And if I can encourage people today to, to wake up and be efficient and, and put one foot in front of the other and to understand that one foot in front of the other yields exponential returns over time, 
I, I feel like I would have done my job today. So if you want more of this information, I highly encourage everyone to go to crushthestreet.com, sign up for our newsletter, and follow us regularly there for all the news and all the posts that we put up on a regular basis. This has been very motivating, and I know that my audience will sincerely appreciate what you shared. You've also brought clarity. I appreciate the way you way you have spoken, you know, in a very clear manner and very easy to follow for those who go to your website. I looked at it, and I can see where... Many um, topics really tweaked my interest just glancing at it. So you really are approaching everybody, not just um, you know the, the high-end investor, but your website really helps people from all walks of life, from all types of, of uh, income positions, etc. Correct? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we range, you know, we got people as young as 15 years old following us up to 95 you know we we speak with everyone we don't turn anyone away um you know we've covered cryptocurrencies and that was kind of more of a younger crowd sort of enthusiasm but you know we helped the older crowd as well uh get in that and understand that and then you know a lot of the precious metals and the finance and the real estate sort of stuff was more the of the the, you know, the baby boomers and, you know, the older generations that were uh, more into that. And, you know, we brought in younger people to, to understand this and to value uh, these sort of investments. So, yeah, we don't discriminate. Uh, we welcome everyone to CrushTheStreet.com. And we look forward to, you know, answering any questions or uh, communicating with anyone that wants to communicate with us. Excellent. So I encourage everyone to go to CrushTheStreet.com and sign up now one yes. one final question what is your favorite quote that would sum up the way you live your life the way you teach the way you motivate anything mm. anything come to mind you know there's a lot of them and the the one that came to my mind um and i don't know if it's my favorite one but it's the one that i had in high school and that was simply uh the harder i work the more luck i seem to find and i believe that was thomas jefferson that said that and you know it goes back to what i said with uh action trumping iq all day long if you're active and you're putting yourself out there you're going to come across opportunities that no one else is coming across and i encourage you to look for opportunities and simply just just do your best and and take action in life and when you do that you you start to optimize your position and where you are and setting yourself up for a very very successful life i like that and the other one was Always oh action trump. trumps iq all day IQ. long action okay trump. very good i like them both Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Kenneth. It's been a pleasure. It certainly has been a motivation. And I trust that my listeners will be in contact with you and we will encourage them to do so. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. You have a good one. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.